Hey Siri, play Social Geek Radio. Okay, Social Geek Radio podcast coming up. Hello geeks and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing coach, Celia Abbey. It's Marketing Monday and our friend Adam Chandler is back and we're going to talk about in-housing today. Today's show is brought to you by Exalts, Northeast Color, and Franchise Expo West. Franchise Expo West is back and in person again this spring, March 18th and 19th at the Phoenix Convention Center. Why Phoenix? Well, Phoenix has the fourth highest economic growth rate and population growth rate in the U.S., outpacing California, of course. And Phoenix is emerging as a renowned entrepreneur hub with the escalating growth of local business incubators and accelerators. And we will be there podcasting live from the floor and talking to some great franchise brand leaders. So please join us there. If you need info on available booth space, contact Sheila Fisher at Sheila.Fisher at Comexposium. Dot com. Okay, on today's show, Adam Chandler is joining us once again. He's the co-founder and COO of Ularity. Hey, man, what's going on? How are you? Happy Friday. We're recording this the Friday before the big show, IFA 2022. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. Um, but before we get there, Adam brought up something to me a week or so ago um, a term that I have kind of heard and read on some blogs and maybe heard somewhere, but I wasn't really paying attention to it. And the term is in-housing. How do you define it? If you think about in-housing, it's really, um, as brands are trying to do more with less um, and be able to have their own expertise, digital technology is no longer in the cordoned off domain of IT it's being applied to almost every part of a company's value chain. And it's really hit marketing years ago. Um, and it really means I wanna be able to operate my marketing stack in-house. Um, and then when I have partners to lean on, I'll do that, but I'll control the experience. I'll control the creative experience, the buying experience, the reporting and the transparency for compliance reasons um, and, and many other pieces. And so it's really the ability to have a central place where you can control marketing versus sort of being, uh, I would say a little bit in another place by having your suppliers and partners really hold all the cards. Um, In-housing allows you to hold all the cards by having a technology system that allows you to control and run marketing across the whole chain and set that up for you, for your own national efforts or your local efforts with your, your network of franchisees, et cetera. So it's really just moving marketing in-house and having technology and tools to allow you to do that. And the reason I'm just not hip on this is because mm -hmm. I've been hiding under the franchising rock for the past dozen years or so. And uh, it, it feels like this is happening outside of the the walls of franchising. Maybe it's it's starting to, to come in now, but um, what other areas and what other sectors um, have you seen this growth over the past decade? Yeah, sure. I think it started back um, probably in 2009, 2010, you know, going back a decade ago plus with Procter & Gamble, I think they were one of the, one of the first companies to uh, create an in-house trading desk 
um, to be able to be able to match their data to advertising in a programmatic way. Uh, they even named it Hawkeye and had a whole division um, called Hawkeye where they licensed software at the time. I think it was audience science if I, my memory uh, is sharp. Um, and they used, they leaned on a technology partner and licensed that in-house to be able to control their own destiny. Uh, that was back, you know, 2010-ish, maybe a little bit earlier. And then a lot of brands followed. Um, companies all over the, you know, all over the world have been doing in-housing. Uh, in the insurance space, you've got companies like Allstate uh, and Progressive have been doing that for many years. Uh, all, all over the financial space, um, you know, all, all different types of companies have figured out a way to be able to control their own domain, control their own destiny by partnering with technology companies to be able to bring technology in-house. And if you think about it, you know, software applications really meets marketing channels and companies are becoming more, you know, technology driven. Mm. Um, and they, they, you know, most companies aren't going to build that technology. So, um, you know, and, and so they need to partner with companies who are the new building blocks to their ability to have an in-house marketing strategy using technology. And cloud platforms, kind of similar to what Ularity is, um, they use, companies use Ularity to do exactly just that in franchising and out of franchising. So the, the concept's been around for a long time. There's tons of benefits with it. Uh, it gives you so much more control. Uh, it gives you the ability to manage your cost in a transparent way. Um, you're less likely to be arbitraged. You're less likely to not understand what's going on with your fees for your network. So there's a huge amount of benefits. Um, but up until now, there hasn't been a lot, a lot of options for the smaller businesses or for the multi-location businesses. So I think I, yeah. I think in franchising is starting to increase as more technology companies enter the fold. Anytime someone says an idea or a movement started sometime around 2009 or 2010, mm-hmm. my, uh, my great recession flag raises, right? Like, so, so there must've been something at the time with P and G and some other companies that started doing this where they thought, okay, this is not only going to give us control, but over time, this is going to save a lot of money. And I would assume with Procter and Gamble and, and maybe these days with the, with the franchise brands, a lot of that savings is not spending a ton of money on agency fees. Am I going down the right road here? That's definitely a piece of it. I think the things that really drove the trend, which is now very much adopted is, you know, the first thing would be the the kind of advent of programmatic or automated media really started in 2007. Um, I was at Yahoo at the time. We acquired a company called Right Media which was the first ad exchange um, and then became, you know, programmatic media kind of started at that era. And then following that era, all these technology companies were created to be able to allow some sort of automation between the buying and selling of media. uh, And then other things came on the top of that, like measurement and creative. But prior to that, everything was really done really in the traditional with, insertion orders and and paper and and trading paper back and forth. Yeah. And so what the automation of media and the programmatic world, which really started then, really allowed tools um, to be licensed and uh, you're you're able to democratize how you you know thought about marketing and media 
Um, and as the internet population grew and ad spend followed today, I think 65, 70% of all consumer time is spent on internet, um, which about the rest of that is on TV and radios, so like 40% is e each. I, I think that the trend continued. And then to your point on the pricing side, you know, um, I think brands wanted more transparency in how much they were paying their vendors. Not only did they have to pay them a management fee, but there was a lot of arbitraging happening, meaning they buy the they buy the media for two dollars and sell it for twelve, um, and that and and mark it up in in other ways. And so, and not being know, transparent about that, right? It not was, being transparent about yeah, that, it's yeah. disclosed or you know they would have disclosed models or non-disclosed models, and so. You know, that, that was another part of having the control and also the data, the data, the data. Procter & Gamble has data. Every company has data, right? It's your mm -hmm. customer data. It's, it could be their emails. It could be their shopping patterns. It could be their, whatever, that, whatever that data that you collect is your data. And you want to be able to use that to be able to match that to audiences on the internet. And you want to do that in an environment that's safe for your customer data. And so when you in-house, you have that ability to directly upload your audience lists and your customer data list directly to the media environments that those consumers will be on. And so I think the data world really stuck it, um, made it such a value, a high value proposition for the consumer packaged good companies with all the data on you know, consumer purchases. But as you can imagine, in most sectors, there is some data involved um, for the consumer, and it just makes the advertising a lot more smarter, a lot more smart, should I say? So yeah, there's a lot of lot of value that changes uh, that will present itself, but I think um, you know there's a lot of companies now doing it in franchising, and we work with we, we're fortunate to work with a lot of them. We talk on this show a lot about the importance of owning your own data and collecting your own data, especially now that our friends at uh, Facebook and some other places have, have uh, drastically changed targeting, especially for franchise brands. And if you don't have your own data, if you don't have your own information on your own customers, there's really no way to reach anyone anymore. And, and it's getting worse every day and it'll, it'll be almost non-existent a year from now. So um, yeah, having that data with at your fingertips and not at your agencies fingertips is important. Adam, what do you see as the future with advertising agencies and marketing agencies? Um, are, are they in trouble? Are they, are they about to be replaced? Have they already been replaced? What, what do you see happening out in the field right now? Yeah, agencies always provide a pretty vital and valuable role for brands, um, but their role will change. Um, you know, agencies provide all types of services. And so things around strategy and creative execution and planning, those things I think will always be around. I think where the shift is happening is at the execution level, at the um, decisioning level, at the buying level, at the reporting level, all those pieces, all those areas are, are kind of being um, reimagined with technology. Um, you know, so the buying of media, the optimization of media, the reporting of media, you know, sort of the creative process of how creative gets pushed out to design advertising, all those pieces are sort of 
lots of companies are either creating point solutions to address those inefficiencies in that value chain, or companies um, are developing end-to-end -end solutions to solve that all in an automated fashion, which is what we do. But but I would say agencies are, will always be around. They're, they're just evolving their role. And um, I think as more brands do things in-house, um, they will have agencies for certain things, maybe agencies for video production or, mm -hmm. or for kind of different things that make sense. So there always be a great value for agencies, but I think that technology has, has really made the ability to have a stronger performance in marketing, stronger control and less cost, much more available. And so I think they will be complementary. I like that idea of agencies evolving, not dying, but evolving and, and really just being like, any other organization um, getting to the point where they can automate some of that day-to-day -day stuff, maybe not have this, this huge labor overhead and, um, and the, the true talent at the agencies can spend more time on strategy and planning and branding and all of the things that they actually got into advertising to do. So good news for agencies, perhaps then. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of low value tasks that, um, have been sitting around for years that need to be able to be automated in a way that takes that out and makes it more efficient, let humans do what they do better, which is um, strategy and a lot more consultative um, work with clients and less sort of ad hoc operational things that, you know, machines can do. And, and so it's really the, it's, it's not a replacement of agencies. It's really being able to divvy up the work and, um, and also keep people honest in the process and move into a much more modern system of marketing. Um, you know, when you, when you deploy technology, uh, it just, your system becomes much more modern. The amount of time that you spend doing mid, mid or low value tasks completely can go away. And it frees up lots more opportunities to grow the brand in other strategic ways. And so I think there's that you know, in, in, there might be a lingering thought of, oh, technology is going to replace my team. Um, and we see every day companies using technology to enhance their team, yeah. have their team uh, work on higher value tasks and helps their team free up and kind of saves them. Uh, it, it really creates a lot of value. So I, I think it's just really embracing it and being curious to understand what it's all about. Back in a moment after this word from Northeast Color. Northeast Color produces branded interior decor and custom signage solutions for the franchise industry with a special focus on value engineering. They work with franchisors to re-engineer their existing signage packages to lower costs on materials, shipping, and installation, all while maintaining the integrity of their client's brand. In short, Northeast Color literally makes things better. Learn more now at northeastcolor.com. We mentioned at the top of the show that the IFA 2022 convention is happening later this week, February 26th through March 1st. If you haven't registered yet, please do so at franchise.org slash convention. So Adam, you and I will be there uh, later this week. Um, lots of uh, Lots of interesting people and topics that we'll be listening to and seeing but I think overall, um, to me, the highlight is just seeing a lot of faces that we haven't seen in, in two or two and a half years, right? Yes. I mean, I think um, the title, at least from what I've read, is um, Community and Transformation. 
Uh, I may have heard that before, um, but community and transformation and opportunity. I think people are looking to get back, um, being able to looking to shake hands, um, looking to do business. And uh, San Diego is, from what I understand, one of the best places to do that. Yeah, especially when I'm sitting in Chicago with, you know, uh, at least a half a foot of snow out there today. San Diego sounding pretty good next week. So um, <laughs> it kicks off on Saturday, the 26th with the annual leadership conference and uh, looking forward to that um, Saturday, Sunday, you know, a lot of your your typical franchising shenanigans, hijinks and tomfoolery. And then on Monday, we get really serious with a keynote speaker that I, I can't wait to see. And that would be Shaquille O'Neal, the, uh, the founder of the big chicken franchise. And I understand he, uh, he played some sports at one time too. Um, Adam, the other one that I'm really looking forward to is our friend Marissa Friedman is speaking on Monday, talking about AI and technology and marketing for franchises. So it's a lot of the, um, the same topic that you and I have been chatting about here. So anybody in franchising that is interested in, in, you know, kind of stepping out of their comfort zone and, um, and learning from uh, someone who's just a, a fantastic speaker, please be sure to get that on your calendar for Monday. Um, Adam, we've got uh, a, a pretty good crew from Ularity coming this year, right? Yeah, I think we have, um, eight or nine folks. Um, so, you know, across our sales and uh, marketing teams. So we're pretty excited to have folks like you, Jack, join us and uh, Heather Anderson, who's new to the company, yeah. um, VP of uh, sort of our operations at Enablement and Mary Hanula, our director of marketing and um, Julie Samuels and Troy Dow and Craig Marin and Jake Fishman and I'm sure I'm missing some folks, but we have a lot of a lot of great people coming. So we're really privileged to have an awesome team. This this uh, this IFA, we're looking to make the most of it. Yeah, please stop by the Ularity booth if anybody is uh, is uh, checking out the exhibit hall on Sunday or Monday. We've got um, a lot of podcasting happening there. I think I think you and I are going to be pretty busy behind the microphones, uh, especially on Sunday. Uh, a few other big surprises, like one potentially really, really big surprise, like seven foot, one inch type surprise, but we'll get to that again in a little bit. Um, when it comes to IFA, Adam, it feels to me like every year there's a hot topic and it might not be the theme that IFA has laid out for us, but it's, it's what tends to be the thing people are buzzing about at the trade show and in the panel discussions and, you know, at the hotel bar afterwards and, you know, over coffee in the morning, any thoughts on, on what the, the big topic of the year is going to be among all of the franchisors this year? You know, I don't really know, but I, I can tell you the feedback that we hear, um, which won't be a surprise to the audience, but, you know, most companies and brands we hear today are all, scrambling to find talent um, yeah. yep. for their businesses in the store um, or their own employees. Um, you know, there was a great resignation. There is a, a labor shortage. And so, you know, that is a huge focus. It's the, 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 
the people problem, the people shortage, whatever you want to call, but trying to be able to recruit and find folks to work in their business and also work in their corporations are kind of what we hear the most about. And I think the implications of that manifest to having to do more with less. I have less people on my team or I have less staff. So I need to make the most out of what I have today, which means my budgets might look a little bit different. So how do I cut costs out of the system? How do I make things more efficient? You know, what's that solution there? Again, goes right back into things like in-housing. How do I kind of reimagine what my operations and marketing do every day? And so I think that um, there's an opportunity and segue directly into technology. And so folks like Marissa, who's talking about AI, which 55% of CMOs expect AI to have a greater impact on marketing social media have ever had. So I, I, I'm hoping and, and uh, optimistic that the, the old topics, which is social media, PPC, you know, content marketing, we've been hearing for a decade, um, kind of, kind of fade to the background and they just, that's, that's just what everyone does. And the newer topics um, that that hasn't hit franchising fully yet, technology, AI, in-housing really become more of a, uh, a focus and all those other things kind of fade into that and just become a natural kind of uh, hub and spoke around the technology and the automation versus the attention of, you know, things that have been going on for such a long time on, you know, as it relates to sort of the, the standard sort of paid marketing and, uh, you know, those types of areas. I'm so glad that IFA is moving forward with, um, you know, some big thinkers like Marissa and some of the other uh, speakers who are, who are, you know, kind of bringing everyone in franchising into some of these new ideas. And um, Adam, if anybody would like to chat a little bit more with you about this idea of in-housing um, and, and maybe uh, pick your brain a little bit more while we're out in San Diego, what's the best way for someone to connect with you beforehand? Yeah, we have a whole team out there, but I always believe in um, giving out information on a on a live podcast like this. So my email address is A-D-A-M at Ularity, E-U-L-E-R-I-T-Y.com. And my phone number, 917-208-0145. I heard the phone works if you actually press it and call someone. <laughs> someone can actually pick up. So if you don't want to do the digital thing, just give me a ring and I'll pick up. That's a Gary V move right there, man, giving out your cell phone number, uh, you know, right here on a podcast. So take them up on that offer, folks. Give them a ring. Give them a give them a ring. And, you know, uh, let's let's chat a little bit more about some automation in, uh, in in housing. So, Adam, thanks so much for your time today. I will see you later this week in San Diego. Thanks for having me, Jack. Before we go, a quick word from today's sponsor, Exults. Creating solutions and driving results for over 15 years, Exults is founded on the foundation of driving results. Recent demand has picked up in the digital human resources and recruiting space, and Exults is driving qualified candidates to clients. Exults also drives digital public relations online, allowing your franchise to control the conversation related to your brand. 
Learn more at exults.com. Exults, driving leads, driving results. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. We're here to help you get yourself ready for the comeback of a lifetime. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.